Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente. Welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita, season two. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be back with all of you. I know it's been kind of a hot minute, but I've promised I've been working on so much behind the scenes content for this podcast and everything that I just have planned for it. You know what I'm saying? Now, my friends, before I go in even deeper about just talking about what I've been doing, what you should be expecting for season two... I definitely want to be dropping down some facts with, you know, the huge Cafecito con Estrellita fact of the day. Now, according to Chapman University, a first-generation college student is defined as a student whose parent or legal guardians have not completed a degree. This means that you are the first person in your family to attend a college or university to attain that degree. Now, once again, I got that off Chapman University, and I'm sure, as many of you know, I am a first-generation student, and I'm still in school. I'm at the grad-level program right now at my Cal State that's, like, near me right now, and just being first-gen is something I hold so dear to my heart, and with all the challenges and successes that have stem from that part of me in academia, I just hold it so close to my heart. And if any of you feel like your college journey right now is a little rocky, or you may be experiencing any type of imposter syndrome, especially as a first-gen student, I just want you to know you are not alone because trust me, I've been there and sometimes I still find myself there. But I definitely want you all to remember that if you've made it this far through education and you're taking your college courses or you already passed your bachelor's degree level or even your master's degree level as a first gen, I just want you to know that I'm so proud of you and I, I see you and I feel you and I hear you and everything you're doing, I know that it deserves the recognition that needs to be done, you know? And that's what I feel like season two is going to be really about. So when I started season one, I like to consider it more as my trial season, you know? Just kind of like seeing my niche, seeing what kind of topics I would find myself in. Because as I've mentioned before in the past, I am someone who is more of an innovator, which in my terms is like, I don't mind being the guinea pig to try something new, just do it. Like no practice, nothing. And I mean, sometimes it can come really, really bad. <laughs> you know, like for example, I know my first episode for this podcast, I was, I felt like it was a lot of gibberish. However, that is kind of the style approach that has worked for me in the sense of the creative side. Obviously I've learned in academia that always being the innovator isn't like the greatest, the greatest approach when trying to complete something for the first time, you know? But anyways, I won't lie and say that content wise, I, I don't go ahead and try the guinea pig method. Anyways, so, um, oh goodness, I lost my train of thought. 
Oh, yes. Now I remember. Now, with season one being my trial season, I was just seeing what I was leaning towards more. And I found myself just always bringing back topics of education or talking about my grad life, undergrad life, community college life, and just always highlighting first-gen students. And that's when it just hit me. And I knew when I needed to end season one when I did to then take the short time off that I did in order to come back with season two more with like a strong niche, which is basically Cafecito con Estrellita being a Latinx podcast that guides first generation scholars through the path of education. Simple to the point. Now, why did I choose to use the word scholars? Well, here's the thing, my friends. Like I said, I just, I have this, this feeling in my heart that just loves education so much. However, I feel like due to my past experiences and just my nerdy self always reading articles for fun or having my intern, aka sister, send me articles that she finds about education, I always find myself just like gravitating towards any level of education, whether it's K through 12, community college level, um, Cal State UC level, or even graduate level. You know what I'm saying? And I just knew that like, you know what? I want to be able to just speak on the experiences and make and get receive and finish off interviews with individuals that I know would help almost any first-generation student that is going through academia, you know? So that's why I couldn't just find myself only focusing on grad-level students or only undergrad-level students or only K-12 through students. No, like, I want this podcast to be a resource, a tool, a guide for any student in academia, especially first-gen, who's just trying to make it. Because I know when I was you know, first starting off college, I was a little lost, overwhelmed, and also experiencing imposter syndrome. I sometimes still do, but it's not to the same level as it was for me the first time. You know what I'm saying, mi gente? Now, I will let you know that with season two, I will continue on uploading solo episodes just because, again, I love having that interconnected feeling with all of you because you all mean so much to me. However, I've been like really working on, you know, setting up interviews with like the people that mentored me during my undergrad years and with teachers I had with really and also with really awesome friends that I've kept for so many years that I met through education and they're just ready to share their experiences, expertise with all of you to just help you succeed to be the best scholar you could possibly be. You know what you, you know what I'm saying, mi gente? So I'm really excited about that. Now, I will let you know, due to the whole COVID-19 situation and um, social distancing, just making sure we're not in huge, huge crowds, um, I did do a lot of these interviews over the platform called StreamYard, which, by the way, not sponsored, but hey, I always talk about them, so maybe one day they will. Anyways, so as I continue to upload interview episodes as well, um, I did want to give you all a heads up that I have been practicing on my audio skills. 
like audio edits and whatnot. And so far, I think I have my niche. However, my first few episodes that were interview wise, obviously, I was still trying to just figure out the best editing methods, how to minimize background noises, and how to just bring the best content ever. So you you may or may not see like audio differences in each episode, interview or solo-wise, but just know that I personally picked each individual that I did to interview for a reason because they had inspired me in a way that I can't even explain that every time I think of these two specific mentors that all of you will eventually meet during my interviews, I tear up. Like I really do because I know I put in the hard work, but being a first-gen student and just having the guidance that was given to me by these mentors was exactly what I needed. You know what I'm saying, mi gente? Because honestly, we all know this, like Latinx our, our people, mi gente, we're all pretty hardworking. I mean, most of us tend to always have like two jobs or if we're in school, we'll have, we can't just do school. Most of us will also have another job in order to like help la familia or to just help ends meet for ourselves. So it's not a surprise that Latinx individuals are super hardworking. However, I do know that even though we're hardworking, even with that, if we don't have the proper just guidance, mentor in college, it can feel a little overwhelming, you know? And I can give you an example. I remember the first time I walked on a college campus, first day, fall semester, and I sat in, you know, my regular psychology class. And even though It was a community college and the class was like, you know, the class numbers are a lot smaller in comparison to like first years that go straight to a Cal State or UC. Just seeing that there were more than 30 people in a classroom, like how I was typically used to in high school, I felt overwhelmed. I really, really did. And even though I knew I always had that hardworking persona in me, whenever it would come time to like study or just try and meet one-on-one with like my professors after class, I would just get so overwhelmed. You know what I'm saying? And it kind of lasted like that for a good while. And I knew I wasn't stupid. However, I was missing that those resources, that guide that I needed. And believe it or not, mi gente, even after a couple semesters in college and I started to feel like a lot better, like, okay, I can do this. I can talk to my professors and I started to find find mentor programs. For some reason, mi gente, I don't know what it was, but it wasn't until I want to say my second year of college ever, I didn't feel confident as a student so even my grades reflected on it. I mean, I I didn't fail any classes. However, I was not a 4.0 student. And fun fact, I've never been a 4.0 student until now that I'm a grad level student. And I really think that my undergrad experience had a lot to do with it because it's like something just had to click. Like I remember I would just sit through like, transfer center meetings or I would sit through time management workshops and study skill workshops and whatnot. But 
I don't know what it was, but it just like I would sit, I would hear all the information on how to strategize things the best, but it's like nothing was clicking. And it's not that I didn't want it to click. It's just like, I don't know what it was. But then eventually, as I started to like build more confidence with myself, as I started to just learn more about what a first generation student was, it's like one day I woke up, everything clicked. And it made sense that I can do college. I can succeed. And being a first-gen student really pushed me to go to that level to really just try and find a way to understand my best learning approaches, to understand my best study approaches. And eventually it all clicked. I mean, I know there's probably other students out there that As soon as they started college, it was like a piece of cake for them. And hey, maybe even for some first-gen students, maybe sitting in the classrooms, it wasn't as overwhelming for them. But at least for me, it took me a couple years of college to finally feel like I got this. And I want to say confidence really had to go in with it and just feeling confident in my whole categorization as a first-gen student. You know what I'm saying, mi gente? Now, before we continue on, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and I'll see you soon. All right, now we're back, mi gente. Thank you so much for sticking through that ad. I've been actually, like, trying to find different ways to make my advertisements sound more like you know, like calling attention, you know what I'm saying? So if you have any pointers, go ahead and hit me up on the DMs of Cafecito con Estrellita Instagram, or you can even contact me on the new website that I just completed for the podcast itself. Because as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, I want Cafecito con Estrellita podcast to be a platform that is used as a resource guide, tool, whatever it may be for first-gen scholars. And it's like, For me to be at that level, I feel like I needed a website because that way many of you would be able to have more access to, you know, be able to communicate with me. Or if you have any questions about like applying to transfer from a community college to a four year or questions about figuring out what grad program may be for you, I want you to know that you'll be able to do that. And whether you found me through Instagram or LinkedIn Facebook, which is in progress. Well, whichever way you found me or even on the website, I just want to make sure that I have as many efficient platforms out there where I know you will all be able to reach out to me to ask any questions needed or, you know, just have a nice chat because I know sometimes just talking to a friendly face definitely makes a difference in people's day. You know what I'm saying? Now, furthering on, let's see, I talked about the website, which honestly, I had a lot of fun with, but I'm not going to lie. I definitely did have my frustrations. So I used Squarespace and to make my graphic designs, I actually did a combination of Canva and Adobe Spark. Now, if you haven't heard of Adobe Spark, it's awesome. That's all I'm going to leave it at. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. Like the graphics are just... They're just as inviting as Canva. However, at least 
in my personal opinion. I prefer their graphics for a website-based platform. And I mean, I still continue to use Canva for like in the Instagram world. Do you know what I'm saying? I was about to say Facebook, but I'm also still in the process of making the Facebook Facebook for Cafecito con Estrellitas. So bear with me on that, but I'm hoping to have that done pretty soon. I kind of had a goal to like have the Facebook done during the launch of season two. However, once again, the website did take a little longer and then just having to take care of some things with my grad program and recording interviews. It's just like, oh, there's only so much we can do in a day. And that's why we got to take care of ourselves. You know what I'm saying, mi gente? Now, before we can continue on, I also wanted to bring up the fact that if any of you are taking Zoom courses right now, I want you to know that you are amazing for doing so. And I say that because I I want to say it was about two days ago. Um, I was planning and starting a behind-the-scenes project that, well, again, I can't really announce yet, but it's in the process. And while I was making this project, I decided to take a break and just, you know, scroll on my, my IG, DMs, and whatnot. And I noticed that a lot of my friends who are in higher ed or undergrad, K-12, through a lot of them, they they were posting on their stories and their feed, asking for tips and advice on ways that they can like pretty much make it through their Zoom lectures. Because trust me, sitting through a Zoom lecture, I feel can be one of the most tiring things mentally. And as we all know, when we're tired mentally, it can feel like such a mission to finish off whatever it is we're doing. Because let me tell you this, Miente. During this past summer, I took three grad courses. And oh my gosh, don't even ask me why I did it. I just had to do it for program reasons. That again, I'll eventually get into, but we'll save it for like season, not season, um, episode three or four, probably. Anyways, so it was a lot. It was truly a lot. And I was juggling two part-time jobs that pretty much made a full-time job because I was doing my 40 hours a week to pretty much be able to survive. <laughs> and my classes and this podcast, because even while I was taking my separate courses, I was still uploading once a week, believe it or not. And oh my goodness, just sitting through those Zoom lectures, I would feel my, after like the first 30 not even 30, I'm being dramatic. I'm going to say after the first 15 minutes, if the professors weren't really as engaging to my standards, I would start to like feel myself zone out. I would start to see myself kind of just like look at my reflection in the little Zoom box, if you know what I'm saying. And I would notice it would just be really hard to concentrate because it was like, I just for myself, and maybe a lot of you could relate with me on this, but I just feel like sitting through a lecture or a lesson, whatever you want to call it, I feel like I learn best in an in-person setting where I could feel the interconnectedness from not just the professor or teacher themselves, but also the students that are really attentive. You know what I'm saying? And it was just such a mission. And and I remember in order to just make it through, like I had to constantly have my 32 ounce hydro flask right next to me because my neurons would feel so like 
just, you know, drained of energy. And you would think that I go straight to a cafecito because I am a coffee addict. However, just sitting on the screen, I was like, no, I need to keep my neurons hydrated. So I would drink like three of my hydro flasks a day and I would just feel like I was replenishing my neurons to then like keep it going, keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? And then I also had invested in blue lens glasses, which I got on Amazon. And they're also at like Target. I think I've seen them at Walmart, but for sure I got mine off of Amazon. And then another thing that I implemented was just eating more vegetables, whether it was with veggie powder or actual vegetables itself. And then I just kept reminding myself as I was sitting through these long Zoom lectures, because remember I told you I took three. So uh, you could just imagine how many hours for certain amounts of days of the week, I had to just like listen and, and take information. Um, I I just had to keep reminding myself that I'm I'm doing good. I got this. And remember, Estrella, like you're not the only one feeling like you know a little overwhelmed. Like if you think about it in the professor or teacher perspective, them themselves are most likely feeling overwhelmed. They just can't necessarily show it. Because, you know, they're, I mean, they could and they, and I've had some professors that did show off like, you know, the nervousness that they felt teaching the Zoom lectures. However, they're the ones leading the class. So they want to make sure they stay as focused as they can with the lesson. But a majority of the time, the professors and teachers themselves are also overwhelmed because this whole distance learning using Zoom, Google Classroom, whatever platform these professors, universities, teachers are using it's new. It's something that we just never have fully done as a society. Just thinking how one day we've went from going in person to get our education to now it being strictly online. And once I would remind myself that it's three, that you're good, you're not alone and everything you're doing, you're trying your best. And that's all you can ask for yourself. And reminding myself that the students and professors probably feel the same. I don't know what it was, but again, it's just, it helped me power through it all. And then just always remembering that like, we're making history, especially as first-gen students. If you really think about it, like so many of us Latinx individuals are first-generation students and we're literally navigating through our first-generation higher ed experience now through distance learning we're going to have so many historias once we're professors, once we're, we continue to build up on our CEO levels or whichever career field you choose first gen, we're making it. And I don't think I've heard, and I'm not an expertise, I'm just going based on like my prior knowledge as of now, but I don't think I've heard of any or many types of students in academia that transition so quickly from going in person to tech-based learning distance. You know what I'm saying? So that's just another friendly reminder, mi gente. Now, I could honestly keep talking, but I need to start closing up our first episode of season two just because, again, this was just supposed to be, in my mind, a 10-minute episode. But of course, I just missed all of you and just being able to talk to you one-on-one. I went past my 10-minute limit, but it's fine. Now, one thing I just, I really want to emphasize again is that 
you're doing great and you're doing amazing, my first gen gente. And a little reminder too that also helped me is that overall being a first gen student really own that because as first gen, you're the first one in your family to start anything. And it's scary, but also a proud moment. Kind of just like how many of our guardians, whether it be parents, tíos, abuelos, they were the first in their family to cross the border to make it to California or whichever other state you're currently residing in. And well, for us, we're the first gen, the first ones in our family to continue our parents' legacy and go to school and just continue on. You know what I'm saying? So just always keep that in mind too. Now, my friends, I want to go ahead and read you today's quote of the day because that's definitely not changing from this podcast. And as you all know, it definitely does have to do with academia. So according to Feeling First Gen Instagram, Dear First Gen, every stone you lay in your path to success is an amazing accomplishment. Look back and be proud of the legacy you are paving. And remember that, mi gente, especially right now too, as we're navigating through this learning distance type of thing. And also remember that no matter like where you find yourself, you're going to be where you need to be. All right, everyone. So this is how I'm going to conclude the first episode of season two. And if you want to chit chat some more, go ahead and hit me up on the DMs on the Instagram Cafecito con Estrellita. Go ahead and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. And just stay tuned for more content because I'll be coming soon ready to share with all of you. All right. Bye, mi gente.